0: You're listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Welcome to part 2 of the Premier League Preview Podcast. We discussed a few of the fixtures for game week 1 in part 1 of the episode. In part 2, we discussed the rest, followed by reviewing Manchester clubs as well as Burnley and Aston Villa at the end. We had two more games, which is Brighton versus Chelsea and Sheffield versus Bulls. Brighton versus yeah. Chelsea, I think we've discussed Chelsea a lot. So probably yeah. let's let us let us probably skip them for this episode because I, I think we've covered almost everything that Chelsea uh, that we could come from Chelsea in the last episode. Yeah. So look at Brighton there; they were actually a different outfit under Graham Potter last summer, and yeah. they are definitely a team. I, I mean, like I said, after predicting Crystal Palace to be the overachievers in the last podcast, uh, that was one of our questions from one of our patrons, Paul Siner. So, yeah. I, I, I would actually like to change my answer now. Paul I mean, Pop, if, if Paul's hearing this, Brighton or Southampton, <laughs> I, I feel Brighton or Southampton have better chances. Definitely feel that. Because Brighton especially, they have White returning. They, they signed a, He signed a yeah. big contract again. So, he's going to be staying at Brighton. And I, I think he's going to start as well after the season that he's had. They've signed Joel Weltman from Ajax. Adam Lalana from Liverpool, although I, I don't know if he, he'll be very much productive, but it's a signing, it's a good signing that they made, it's a senior figure, it's a player who's who's had the experience of winning trophies, and I think he's definitely going to be very much important in the dressing room, he's a winner, and I, I, the, the way the youngsters speak in the Liverpool Academy, they speak so highly of Lalana's character, so... I think yeah. it, it, it was pretty much important, a character like the in the Brighton team, especially with Aaron Moy as well. He's, he's moved to China, which which actually surprised me a lot. So yeah. And Martin Montoya, the Spanish right-back, he's also moved to Real Betis. So Joel Weltman also comes in. So yeah, I, I think they're going to be a really interesting team, Brighton. I, I think they'll get some losses, but I still feel that they are probably a team who who has an outside chance to finish maybe 10th or 9th in 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 the top half so i, really? I won't rule really I, I i won't rule that out i won't rule that out southampton brighton palace probably three teams i would probably put my money on in on finishing 10th i think one of them will finish 10th probably Maybe Burnley, Burn Burn as well, but uh, there's there's no point. How many teams you're <laughs> How many teams you're going to name here? <laughs> you're just going to go for the whole bottom half. Of <laughs> <laughs> but 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 no, honestly speaking, Brighton and Southampton, especially. I, I would say Brighton right. and Southampton, especially. Yeah. Let, let's let's okay. let's see. Let, uh, I, when, when you see me predicting at the end of this episode, you, you're, in, you're in for a surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so that's if you don't change your mind three times before we get there <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so what, what do you think about brighton graham potter the way he's set up his thing
1: i mean i admire great potter as a manager for what he's done in the game especially abroad i mean am i there background on the route that he's took to premiership football the football that they play is very is is very good as well. i when I to say very good. He, he seems to be able to. It, it's a bit of a mixture there. They know they know when to pass it round and some. But they do actually get it forward as well. Um, it's hard it's all, when you think about Brighton last season. I think they were quite lucky that there was some of the other the teams that finished below them were very poor because I think they could have easily got dragged into that relegation uh, battle because I think they finished on 41 points. And they finished a place above West Ham, if I'm not sh- sure. But five of those points came in the last three games of the season. I think they got two draws. They drew Southampton and I think beat Burnley on the last game, or beat Burnley second to the last game. I-, I ain't quite sure off the top of my head. But I-, I actually think they were lucky not to get dragged into it and still be involved in it on the last day. I think that one of those teams that are capable of of beating you. Especially if they if they get a bit of momentum going within it, within the ninety minutes, and they start and they and they knock the ball around well and and they get at yeah, but I actually think because of the way they play, they're actually they can easily be defeated as well. So I, I'm gonna probably I'm quite surprised given your prediction that they're gonna overachieve. I actually think they're gonna be involved in a relegation battle next season. But in this game, again, it's games. It's games like this though, that are important to them. So Sheffield United, I mean, they're easily capable of beating Sheffield United. But at the same time, the game could easily go the other way, given the way they play. Uh, Sheffield. I'm hoping Sheffield United have a good season. Sheffield. I think Sheffield United and Wolves will be a score draw. Yeah, I that? expect. Yeah, I expect Chelsea to beat Brighton quite comprehensively yeah Uh, obviously yeah just given the players that available and given how early that they should be uh, the likes of Timo Werner should be well bedded into the squad so I think they'll hit the ground running. Sheffield United Wolves like I said I'm hoping Sheffield United can show what they're all about again because I do like them as a team Wolves I've already predicted to overachieve and actually getting again, again, it's not really an overachievement now because they were in the fight for the top six last season. We yeah. expect them to be in the fight again. So, yeah, but I'm going to go for a score draw in that game.
0: Yeah, uh, Wolves are probably trying to become a mini Portugal because they they now have nine Portuguese players, which is which is more than six teams in the Portuguese first division, the Liga Nos so yeah i don't know if, if it's a yoga mendes uh special treatment or i don't know it's it's our portuguese players they signed tabio silva the youngster from porto for 40 million reported it's 40 million which is which is a huge price to pay for a youngster but he's really really highly rated so maybe there's something in there and they've also signed Fernando marcal from leon we spoke of uh, in, in our Champions League podcast as well, which is, I think, an experience signing with, which definitely will improve the defence as well. I, th- I think he's going to play in their defensive three uh, yeah. as part of the back three, the left side of the back three, because Billy Bali I think, was probably playing the back three, uh, Roman Saiz and Connor Cody. So I, I, yeah. I think it's probably... We might probably see one, one of Bolli or Roman Saiz left out for Makal, I, I feel so... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm quite shocked
1: at the amount of money that Wolves have gone out and spent on Silva. I know he's highly rated within Portugal, but it does seem, does seem an awful lot of money for someone who, unless someone is product, is going to maybe there's a big sale that we don't know about that might happen. But you, I can't see him starting straight away for Wolves. Yeah. I think Wolves are a really, really good team. I think Nuno. I think he's a really good manager. Uh, and again, I think they'll be they'll be up there fighting this season. I really do. Uh, I, I think the top four might be a bit bit of a stretch um, for them, given given the way Manchester United's business and Chelsea's business has happened. Man United hasn't finished, according to reports. So I think the top four might be a stretch for them. But I think they'll be well within within the top six fight, wherever yeah. they finish there. I'm not sure, but. I think they'll be there but yeah I still think I'm, I've i got so Sheffield United are good in these games they know how to get points against these types of teams so I've got this down as a draw
0: Yeah I, I'll agree with you on this one I, I'll also go for a yeah. scoring draw Yeah And yeah. The, the last four teams were not playing but we will just cover them since it's a preview episode of Manchester United Manchester City Burnley and Aston Villa we'll go with Burnley and Aston Villa Villa so far having got a bit for Jack Relish he was probably very yeah. very much uh close to moving to Manchester area I won't say close because it's all tabloid and newspaper talk but yeah the there the was huge interest I think there's still interest from United but the price that they've quoted has kind of put United off they've bought in Matthew Cashman Nottingham Forest which I think is a decent deal but do you think Villa will probably be mixing
1: the relegation battle once again, Chris. Yeah, I do. I don't think I don't think they've got enough about them goal wise to avoid the relegation battle. Uh, I really don't. Whether again they they done a, a similar path to Fulham, didn't they, in, in in the amount of players that they bought in last summer, they bought a lot in, but obviously they managed to survive this time around as opposed to what Fulham did. But I just I, I don't I don't see them. I don't see. I don't see where the goals are going to come from. They've done really well to uh, keep hold of Jack Grealish, but again, I was. I'm not surprised at that either, because when you look at the teams who he, who who would have maybe paid the money for him, who was going to pay the type of money? For, where, where was he going to fit in in any of those teams? He's never going to go to Liverpool. He's never going to go to Manchester City. Again, obviously, the Manchester United links were there, but given the way they they're playing, they, they, they're sort of. We, we, I don't see where he would fit in in that team, given the style of play that Ali Gunnar solskjaer has got down there. So I, I'm not, uh, and they they like to attack with pace. as where Draghi Grealish, for me, is his best position is that is left, is that wide left. I, I think he would actually, I, he don't, he, he doesn't suit a counter attack, counter attacking style of play for me. But any hopes of Villa staying up, will be be on his on his shoulders very good creatively but it's just whether they can actually put the chances away and actually score goals for for the whole season they've done what was needed at the end of last season but it's whether they could keep that going i think that was just maybe form as opposed to a turn around a corner so to speak I, I think they will struggle again
0: yeah, yeah. same same talking about Burnley they, they they've they've been really good under Sean Dyche haven't they, they finished 10th yeah. last year and uh, They've not made, I think, much investment so far. They lost Joe Hart, Jeff Kendrick, both on a free transfer. But other than that, they've not lost anyone serious. They have Dwight McNeil, who I think is, is a really good youngster. He's very much underrated. I, I was having a discussion on Twitter yesterday with a few people. I, I think he's really underrated, and he's a really good player. They they, they, they are probably proper, shit-housery kind of team, Burnley. Sean yeah. Dice, Sets them up to play the English way. I, I I think probably they're the only team who's who's probably preserving the English style, if I'm not wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're a very good team. I think. I don't think he got enough credit last season for the for the season the had as a whole. Uh, they were they were very much consistently good for, for given the gi- given the given this like sort of previous seasons. The the only thing I would say with Bailey, this time around is that other teams around them have seemed to have pr- improved a lot, and I think don't think they'll get drawn into a relegation battle by any stretch. But I think they might just finish a little bit lower than what they did last year. Uh, but I think he's done a remarkable job, Sean Dysh, and it'll be one. It'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see what was whether he would ever sort of. Fancy his chances at another club Or a different type of club To see what he could do there Because he's a very, very good manager uh, You know exactly what you're going to get From them But they're still so hard to beat Yeah, so they, What, yeah. did they finish 10th? They finished 10th last yeah. season Maybe maybe just a little bit lower This time around But that's just because of the The way that The likes of maybe Newcastle Have got some really good signs in Everton have seemed to Be on the front front with their signs, Especially if they get all three of them in uh, Southampton seem to have done some good business and seem to be playing a lot better under uh, their manager so I think just given the f- given given the way it's looking better for those teams I think Bainley might just finish in the bottom half this time around but still very much uh, still which will still be, be a very good season for them I think yeah
0: and, and talking about the two Manchester clubs now who we just catch up we'll not go in depth but United they've yeah. signed Johnny Van de Beek from Ajax, really good signing. Uh, I think it's it it was pretty much important. I think they're heavily linked with the Spanish left back Reguilón, the Real Madrid left yeah. back who is on loan at Sevilla last year. It was really impressive. I've also heard yeah. some talks of Alex Telles, but I, I I think that's this bogus owner, but if they get managed to get regular on in it's going to be massive for them van der beek, definitely some massive massive signing uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they'll play pogba bruno fernandes well, and van der beek together
1: yeah well i don't think you can yeah
0: that, that, that's what honest. i I'm being that's what i was also I'm quite
1: yeah yeah i'm quite shocked that they've bought them for that reason unless they're just trying to maybe b- b- big up the squad of a bit more quality in regards to Champions League football uh, but I I certainly don't see how you can play because I think he's a very good footballer. Uh, we've I think we've talked on the last part he's a very good footballer. I yeah. don't I think but where do, you, where do you play? I mean, Fernandes given the form and the impact that Bruno Fernandez has had on be- Manchester United he's playing number 10. He has to play as the number 10. He can't now. It'll be... I can't see Solskjaer changing that now. It's too much to... Re- too much to risk by him trying to be clever and trying to play him deeper or out wide or anything like that. So he's going to play as a number 10. So therefore you then you're not going to play Van der Beek and Pogba as a pivot in a 4-2-3-1. That would be just it just that just wouldn't be any kind of it just wouldn't be solid defensively if you took Matt so Matic has to start at the moment with either Pogba or Van der Beek alongside him. I don't see both of them playing. So, it will. Uh, before before people start, if anyone listens and starts saying, oh, right, oh, yeah, he's, I can understand why Manchester United wanted him. He's a very, very good player, but I don't see, given their system or the way they've played under Solskjaer, where he starts in their first 11 right now, unless he plays instead of Paul Pogba. But then I still think he does it. Van der Beek plays a lot higher up the pitch than what Pogba does. So, but they're, they're not going to drop Paul Pogba just solely for commercial reasons. And that's the way the club operates these days. So, in a very interesting yeah. signing. Um, he's got the quality, obviously, to improve the team. But it's whether it, it's if um where he starts, for me.
0: I, I, if, if they get Sancho and the Gulon in, I, I, I think this, they're just one centre-back short of maybe yeah. ha, ha, having the, a, a tightly challenging
1: Plus eleven, I, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Regalian, Depending on how I'm pronouncing that, right? I mean, for the price that's getting quoted, I'm, I'm shocked that not not other teams are trying to buy him for that price. I don't yeah. know if it, maybe his agent has only said specifically he will only play for certain teams. But given this form for S- Seville last year, I've for thirty. Is it? I'm not sure if it's thirty million pounds or thirty million euros. But for me. That someone like Manchester United, it'd be an asset to them in that area of the pitch. So for me, they've got they've got to be going all out to make that transfer happen. Uh, the Sancho deal, I don't see happening now. I really don't. Given, yeah. given the amount, given the amount of money that, given the, I think it it would be stupid of Manchester if they're going to pay the price that Dortmund wants now then why didn't they just pay the price that they wanted four weeks ago?
0: Yeah, that that's 100%. That's that's 100% true. I mean, yeah, it's it's typical Edward Wood.
1: It's typical Edward Wood. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is sort of typical of him. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he was to pull that off, then by all means, they'd have to they'd have to be looking to improve on the position last year. And get yeah. closer to the top two. Yeah,
0: so that's that's the and coming on to Man City probably we'll just touch upon them. They signed Nathan Ake for Antoress. I think we've discussed again uh, that these are probably massive improvements. But still, depth. I would say it's it's still on. What? Sorry, refer What was that? Ma- Manchester City signing for Antoress, Nathan Ake. I, I I think depth is still there, but I I don't think these are sure starters and. I don't think this is significant strengthening in my opinion I, yeah. I i i know that you you also have the same opinion yeah and i I, I know
1: you're
0: yeah yeah you're you a big fan of Leroy sané so yeah so yeah
1: yeah i i'm I, i'm full agreement with you for me that's they're not significant signings where you think they're gonna make that's definitely gonna make the gap between manchester city and liverpool a lot closer uh, don't get me wrong Laporte playing for the full season will be massive for them, but Fernand Torres, obviously, he's a great great prospect, and he will become a very good player. Whether he has the impact or effect that Leroy Sane had when he played for Manchester City, I don't know. So, for, for me, I think Manchester City will probably be, I'll have a similar season. I, I think they'll be in the title race to start off with, but I think, I I Again, by the, they are beatable, and given if their transfer business stays like that, I think Chelsea and Manchester United will be looking at them and thinking they can get they can get a lot closer to them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And coming coming on to the end of the podcast, which we'll where we'll discuss the patron questions from Dieter Van Gogh, our patron. So it's it's prediction time. I mean, Dieter has asked us to predict, so he's asked us to predict the top four, the, the title winners. And he's also put in a, a really nice question. I I hope it's fantasy, but his question was: Can <laughs> can, can Everton be the surprise package?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, we, we've not got any European football. <laughs> uh, I always think, I think that helps teams in uh, uh, sort of looking to make that jump up initially. Uh, if we get these free signings in. I expect us to certainly be more competitive on a on, a, on an individual match basis against it, against the elite teams the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, the Liverpool's I expect us to compete a lot better than what we did in the last 12 months uh, with those signs in terms of surprise team no, I think it'll be us Leicester, Wolves and Arsenal, Arsenal sort of duking it out for those places just outside the top six
0: Yeah, and, and how would your league table look like? I, I'll just start with you and before I, I come to my prediction. What In terms of all 20 places? <laughs> yeah, you can just, just, just sum it up. The yeah. top four, okay. the relegation and the title winners, okay. obviously.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for Liverpool to win the league again. Yeah, I'm going to go for Manchester City to finish second. Again, and then I'm going to go for... Chelsea again. This is all subject. This is this is based on my uh, the squads now as they are now. We've still got a month left, so teams yeah. might make significant signings. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go for Chelsea and Tottenham to finish in the top four places. Make the make up the top four. Manchester United finish fifth. Wolves to finish
0: sixth. Oh, cool. so Arsenal seventh, is it?
1: not necessarily no I think 7th will be like I said I think Wolves will sneak into 6th and then I think the 7th 8th ninth will be between Arsenal Leicester and Everton Mm, that's a bold
0: one that's a bold prediction yeah Yeah. what what about about, uh, relegation
1: relegation I think West Brom will go down I think they'll struggle I think Fulham will go down Uh, I think Leeds will stay up because i think i i think there's goals in leeds team and the way they play i think they'll score goals i'm getting the impression now with Leeds that when they win they will win convincingly but when they get beat they will get beat convincingly as well so i i think Leeds will stay up and then it could be one of i'm going to go crystal palace or brighton to go down with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: depending on whether wilfred zaha stays I think they'll be in a struggle if he, if he was to leave. I think if he stays, they'll finish, Palace will finish there or thereabouts again. I think Brighton will struggle. I think Newcastle have done enough to uh, stay up as well. I think West Ham have got enough about them already to stay up. But again, you never you just never know with West Ham what's going to happen. I think Southampton will uh, will are going to be very difficult to beat and are, are going to improve... As the season goes on, uh, Sheffield United, I think, should be very thankful that they haven't got European football, and they will. I thought maybe, maybe not finish as high as what they did last season, or have, or be up at the at the top end like they were last season. I think maybe they'll be fighting for around uh, mid-table a bit more this season, just given the improvement to the other teams at the moment and again I'll, I'll throw Burnley into that mix as well yeah
0: and uh, my my yeah. picks my picks would be man city winning the league title
1: liverpool you're just no you're yeah yeah really uh, i
0: i don't want to jinx it I, I think it could yeah, be liverpool yeah. i think it could be liverpool or man city but i just don't want to jinx it so for, <laughs> for, for for the sake of prediction i'll just go with man city yeah, you
1: just you're just covering yourself you're just covering yourself, just in case Man City do it. You're fully expecting Liverpool to win the league. I know you are. You're bombarding us with stats through WhatsApp to show why they will win the league. But you're just covering yourself here.
0: <laughs> so, I, I'll just go with City, Liverpool, OK? Yeah. I'll, just make, I'll just make City, Liverpool top two. Whoever finishes first, I, I think. OK. So, let's just put City, Liverpool the top two. I think Chelsea will finish third and i think spurs will finish fifth and united might finish fourth if yeah. if if, if regulon signs and probably if they get sancho i think third could be a possibility but but okay. i think going, going going by the current signings i think fourth probably is a right pick for them i think it will be so, i think it will be city liverpool chelsea and manchester united Right, and fifth place for me would be Mourinho Spurs. Sixth place, Arteta's Arsenal. Although I want them to probably do better, but I think un- unless they pull off a uh, Jose Or or uh, and a And Thomas Partey or either one of them, I think they're gonna be struggling a bit. And I-, I think they need Alexander Lacassette to also press more, be more active, yeah, keep the consistency there. And I I, don- I don't expect. Like I said, to bang in a lot of goals, and that's not what Arteta expects him to do as well. There are certain, there's a certain role that he wants, like I said, to do. I, if if he clicks, I think they might finish fifth. They have an outside chance to finish fifth, but yeah, I, I think it all depends on O'R or Partey signing. So yeah. I think Arsenal will finish sixth. Everton, Wolves, seventh and eighth. I feel yeah. Leicester I think Brendan Rodgers I'm not a, not a huge fan of Brendan Rodgers I've seen him a lot at Liverpool and I, I, I definitely I'm not thrilled by the way they ended last season I know the fullbacks got injured Madison got injured as well at the end and they went on a poor slump but it was all downhill from January yeah. step by step so I, I think 9th or 10th would be realistic for them and Southampton probably would be my pick to sneak into the top ten. Right. <laughs> and relegation battle wise, I feel West Brom, Fulham, I think they're gonna be the bottom two. And I just feel West Ham's time is up in the league. I think West Ham's gonna go right. down. So that that that's yeah. probably my prediction. And yeah, before ending the podcast, one final question from Dieter again, who's our patron. He's actually asked if you think if we think Chris Wilder can coach a top team in the Premier League and probably use the same system or tactics that he is trying out at Sheffield United. Uh,
1: yeah, I, th- I think he's very innovative as a very, as a coach. I think uh, he knows how to coach that system. Uh, in short, yes, but when, when you say top team, Jimmy, it would be interesting to know if DC means like, a Liverpool or a Manchester City, like an elite team, or whether he's just referring to, say, an Everton or a Wolves or a Tottenham, for example. But yeah, I, I do believe he could. That I, I would love to see him be given a chance as well. Uh, just I watched Sheffield United when they were part, when they were in the Championship, and it really irritates me a lot now. And I've watched them quite a bit in the face last season in the Premiership. It really irritates me when the pundits. Uh, sort of label them as like a, a direct ball or a direct team, or they get the ball f- forward quick. Yeah. When the, 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 they're not that, they just they 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 progress the ball forward. Yes, but in a very uh, in a very tactical manner. The players all know what what their own job role is, and to, when you do that, plus you have players playing as a team, uh, you, you know your system is working, and he proved it in endless amounts of games last season against various managers that he can compete and he can and tactically and, and tactically he tactically can compete and his system does work so cool question uh, by Dieter again but yeah I do think he can whether he would get the opportunity though is a different different, different yeah. matter altogether
0: I, I would have definitely loved to see him probably manage at Tottenham because I think it will yeah, be, yeah. be intriguing it will be really intriguing and like, I I think and, and, and I'm, I'm definitely against those pundits who, who kind of label them as a direct team because there's, there's more, there's more. I think it's just lazy pundits. Just, just, just yeah, of course there
1: it is, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just looking at, it's basically just looking at uh, some of the paperwork before they go out on air. Yeah. And just saying what they think without actually watching them play. Does, yeah. the, he's actually kept the style as well. And fair play to him from the championship to yeah. the front premier. And can't forget where they come from. And the type of players that he's made better that's always a sign of a great coach when you've got players with limited amounts ability and you're getting the absolute maximum from them week in week out it's a sign of a very good coach and if you look at their forward line i mean if they could get a goal scorer in that team and that's not to say that the current forward line and the players that he plays up front depending on the system he plays are not good players or they're the, the not good strikers, because they're very much the way in structure strikers to play, part of that system, they're vital to that system, but if you could get a goal scorer in that team then, I mean Sheffield United would have finished a lot higher, I know they tailed off towards the end but they would have finished a lot higher last season, they would have maintained their challenge if they had a, 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 say, a 20 goal season striker in that team.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think that they will be better if they get a good striker. Least Musa. Uh, it's, it's been a really odd case with Musa. I think I think he's still has potential, but I don't think he's gonna be consistent. So I definitely think they'll probably need to be smart in the transfer market again. They bought in Sanderberg. That, yeah. that was a, that was one of my favorite signings. I love Berg. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big centre-back fan as well, so I love the way he, they bought him in. I think a similar recruitment in the striking department would also be great. They've, they're linked with a loan move for Ryan Brewster, which I feel yeah. will will be good because I, 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 yep. I feel good. I feel it will be a fit.
1: Yeah, it'd be good cool for them. It would be great for them uh, if they could get someone of uh, someone with, with that type of movement in the team. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, the big signing caused I think caused a lot of people off guard. The fact that they were able to attract him because at one point he was getting linked with some big moves. Again, whether that was serious or not, I don't know. But a very very good signing for them, and I think he you you will see him get better as well. They've got Ramsdale in as well, which which was more of a clever signing I think from Wilder, given the fact that Ramsdale already already has was already part of Sheffield United and the fact that he was available. I, th- I don't think he's on a par with Dean Henderson, if I'm honest, but I don't know if they were ever able to get anyone of the same ilk of Dean Henderson. So I think but they've moved quickly to replace them there. I mean, Could you say Ramsdale's a good premiership keeper? I'm not so sure. I think he seems to be a good shot stopper but that should be the minimum for goalkeepers in my opinion. So it will yeah. be interesting to see how he performs performs there, but yeah. Uh, I I think while that uh, I could definitely see him. I would love him to see say, managing Everton in the future or a Tottenham or if maybe if maybe Nuno left Wolves he could he could go and manage that team for, uh, yeah. just someone with a bit more of a a bit more of a, with a bit more uh, who are able to compete a bit more financially? Yeah, uh, I, I think he could. He could definitely succeed given given the job and given the circumstances in which he takes the job. But I don't ever see him managing a Chelsea or a City or a Liverpool or even yeah. a Manchester United. I don't see them just given the given the sort of given the, the commercial side of the game and the fact that they will always get a high profile
0: managers in. And and yeah. the final two final two questions from Dieter, Who do you think will win the golden boot? And who do you think is the best youngster in the Premier League? And mm. I I'll I'll probably try because I I I thought yeah. this. Like you I will not just it. go with I'll just not go with one one particular answer. As for the golden Boat, I'll go with three people. I think one of them might win. I think it might be either Mohamed Salah or. Anthony Martial or Timo Werner. And Ooh. as for Done. the be- best youngster in the Premier League, again, three names that come into my mind. One, I think, uh, like, I, I, I'll i not probably feature the youngsters who's, like, uh, who's who's already established and who's kind of made a big name, but I think Bukayev Kusaka from Arsenal, Mason Greenwood, Greenwood from Manchester United, and... Uh, and it's I, it's going to be hard to pick one more, maybe Mason Mount or Reese James. I think, yeah, F- Phil Ford and Phil Ford is definitely in there, but yeah, these four I'll just pick four names. I think it's going to be Reese James, Phil Ford, and Mason Greenwood, and Bukayo Kusaka, right?
1: Yeah, kinda, they're very good shouts uh, for me in terms of the golden boot. It'll be Mohamed Salah, I think he'll finish top goal scorer again if Liverpool win the league.
0: He's crazy. He's crazily hungry for goals.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that's what you need. That's what you need. Uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see uh, how Harry Kane picks up. But I think, obviously, I think that'll be dependent on how Tottenham do as a team. Uh, but for me, yeah, I think Salah will win the Golden Boots. In terms of youngsters at the moment, I think I think you can't look, look beyond Phil Foden. You would hope. Given David Silva's uh, departure, that you will now get more, more of a chance under Guardiola. I think the games that you've seen him in last season, I thought he was excellent. Um, even the Liverpool game, no, that won't bring great memories back for you there that, that day. But I thought I thought he, he was really good, uh, and I think when he whenever he, he come off the bench as well, uh, I thought he I thought he done really well. He, he really is an exceptional footballer. So I'm going to go with Phil yeah. Foldon given the fact that he, he should be playing a lot more next season than what he has done.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that, that wraps us this episode. So thank you so much to all our listeners for tuning into this episode, like usual. And if you love our work, do support us on Patreon. You'll get a lot of good benefits, like asking us some really amazing questions like Dieter and Paul do. Uh, they, they really make us sometimes think a lot find answers definitely and yeah we got some really good guests coming in in the next three episodes as well stay tuned because all the three episodes are going to be really interesting we'll reveal the special guests this week so thank you once again like and same to you Chris thanks once again And hoping to see us bantering each other throughout the season (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) starting this week thanks to the guys for asking the questions as always and um, we'll speak soon
0: great absolutely so thank you everyone once again until next episode goodbye